How are you? I'm good. Good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Your hair looks pretty. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> All right, girl. Go on. I love you. All right, come on. Jadeofalljades.com. Girl, <laughs> girl, get out of here. She but said jadeofalljades.com. You better be <laughs> your mom's hype man, okay? That's my, let, let me tell you something. This is my spliff star. Go oh, ahead. Come on. Wait, can people hear you through the mic? Yes, they hear me through the mic. Oh, snap. I just said something else. Okay, go. <laughs> okay, we won't edit it out. <laughs> oh, she's an orb. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. It's not unusual to have fun with anyone. But when I see you hanging about with anyone, it's not unusual to see me cry. I want to die. It's not unusual to go out at any time. But when I see you about, it's such a crime. If you ever want to be loved by anyone, <laughs> it's not unusual. It happens every day, no matter what you say. <laughs> I don't know that I've ever um, heard that much of the song. You know, you know, you know my ears. But yes. Is, is all over the place. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Praise the Lord, niggas. Praise, praise the Lord. Better than him too. Oh my goodness. How are you? Well, yes. <laughs> I'm doing all right. How are you? I am wonderful. Um, I am in a well, wonderful good. mood. And I am also sleepy as every sleepy can be. I got about three and a half hours of sleep last night. So, no. yeah, we we rolling on 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 strong fumes, but in good spirits, in good spirits, no complaints. Mm. You want to tell the people why we're here? We are here to, uh, you know, pontificate uh, and uh, <laughs> conversate, commiserate <laughs> over and about. The ghettos of adulting. Um, Politics. <laughs> we are we are here to celebrate surviving another week of 2020. And we're going to talk about all that that meant. You know, those of us who were navigating the test, the trials, the t- twists, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord, 2020. Okay. All right. Good times. So we're back and we're black and we're ready to attack. Um, But not do crack. What's up, Portland? Uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) We have (laughs) tried. Yes. I made biscuits this morning and I popped. I had a little flower on my nose. Trist and I came out and Tristan was like, "What you? What's, what's going on? What you been doing?" <laughs> too much. I was just like, "Just much. hanging out in Portland." Came right back, but uh, we got tra- <laughs> we got a little trash to get into, so let's head over there. 
Yes, let's, shall we? Well, you know, her usual. I was just having a hard time with this trash situation. (laughs) I'm just giving less and less fucks every week. But one thing that I did care very deeply about, something very important that hit, that hit us. Mm. Megan Thee Stallion's new album. Oh, yes. Indeed. Yeah. And honey, it is knocking. Do you hear me? It is wonderful. I absolutely enjoy it. Minus that one track. Y'all know which one. The one track. I don't know why they put that. Did you listen to it yet? I I should. I I don't even know I asked. Um, Key is eating wonton soup and just vigorously shaking her head no. But. Well, I mean, I don't uh, dislike <laughs> Megan, I just have not yet <laughs> ventured into the good news. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But that's not, well, the, I haven't listened to it because it wasn't like a ew. It was just like, I just not yet. Oh, no, I didn't get a ew vibe. I just was laughing at like a no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and okay. that wonton soup. <laughs> but I will. It is good. It actually opens up with a diss track. Y'all know I love to choose violence. Oh, my and, Lord. Um, And it opens up with a diss track to the uh, sounds, to the beautiful sounds of Who Shot You. (laughs) And obviously she's talking about the tiny man um, and calling him out for all his bullshit. And remember, niggas were trying to figure out like, well, what happened with the BFF? She just kind of was there and then was not there anymore. Well, she called her out in the song as well and said something to the mention of, them conspiring together. Woof. Oh, so, well, what is that? Yeah. I don't know, but that's ugly. And uh, I don't know. Cheaters never win. I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I thoroughly enjoy the album, minus that one track. Um, I feel like, you know, I don't like collaboration albums too often, but I think baby in... Uh, Megan the Stallion should do an album together. They just make beautiful music as a team, as a duo. I really enjoy them together. They always give you a nice little ass twerking bop. So <laughs> get your life. Enjoy it. Listen to it in the gym. But shout out to Megan, who also, oh my God, won at the AMAs. I Apparently did see her. Won. Yes, I did not. Did you watch them? Certainly not. You know, that I, did not. <laughs> I watched I, I I actually spent my evening watching the Real Housewives of Potomac because I felt like I just oh. wanted to watch something that I knew where I knew all the people. Because I, I don't I can't watch the award shows no more because I'd be tired of asking Twitter. Who is that? Who is that? No, that's fair. Know. That's fair. Because I that? found out that, <laughs> that Doja Cat won a whole bunch of awards. And I said, well, what? I didn't I mean, even know what a know. Doja Cat was until recent, like very, very recently, like extremely, oh. like literally yesterday. Richard's showing their feet in racist chats. <laughs> I said what? <laughs> I'm sorry. What? I, I learned about Doja Cat because Fran put me on. You know, you know, mm. I'm an old lady. Fran so Equal. Fran, like, have, have you heard Fran Equal put me on? It, yeah, it wasn't Fran. It was Fran Equal who put me on. But she was like, have you heard Doja Cat? I'm like, no, girl. But it was she has, you know, she got a few little tunes and things. I just didn't realize that she was at like 
award-winning status at this point. Wow, I'm out of the loop. But, you know, shout out to all of them. And shout out to Megan. Shout out to Cardi. I think they won something for WAP. I could be lying. But um, mm. they should have. Moving right along. Um, Lil Boosie got shot. Did you know that? Uh, Yes. I think I did know okay. that he got shot in his leg. And, and because he's a diabetical. I said that wrong intentionally. Yes. Don't email me. We yeah, <laughs> just like conversate. We know conversate's not a word. Jesus. <laughs> uh, because and I heard because he is diabetic that he was at at risk of losing his leg. So now, uh, which put that whole remember his pantry full full of wrap oh, snacks yes, and MSG. Honey. That put oh, that yeah. in a whole nother context for me because I, if I had Nothing known that Boosie fresh. was diabetic. And all he been eating is ramen noodles and pop tarts. I would have had much Big to say mama, about this. Big mama, your long time arm! Ago. Oh my god, child, he about to lose like, that leg, like in the soul food, child. Like submit said on ninety day fiance the other way. I um have to be careful because I have diabetes and Jenny is old. So I know that that's a 90 day. <laughs> but little Boosie has the sugar. Didn't know that. Uh didn't know he got honey. shot. And then last I told y'all last week, just found out he's 38. This nigga just will not go away. Um, but I guess he's uh not doing great. Um, after he got shot, and like you said, there are rumors that his foot or his leg may have to get amputated so i'm not sure if that's going to be a thing or not but i guess we will see um which whew, anyway moving right along oh in sad news bobby brown lost his son uh bobby yes. brown jr so brown jr. sad do we understand why do or has there been any in update as to what's going on um so or what happened what's right what I don't believe any foul play was was uh, happening, but they did find him in his home um, in L.A. And I don't yeah, I don't think there's been any reports as to uh, how this happened. Um, but I, I just know that he was found in his home, which is just he's young. You know what I'm saying? Very, he's very, young. very, very, very young. He was only 28, right? He's 28 years old. And to have, you know, lost to, to have to bury two of your children is just not right it's not right so i we feel will be keeping very bobby sad in our bobby prayers Brown. yeah man bobby bobby has not had it easy you know what i'm saying i know bobby is not the most upstanding character but like your boy hasn't had it easy and he and He's i don't think he really ever had it easy he has and so i i you know i have a certain level of sympathy for him i really really do um so I yeah I just want to send we, we want to send condolences to him for the loss of his son. It's it's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Oh man, this is why the trash man, and then everything else is political. There's a lie going around. I'm not sure if it's real or not. It's just a lie in my mind. So don't take my my word at face value. But <clears throat> allegedly, the um, orange thing sent a letter to. Um, sent a letter to uh, Biden saying that he's ready to go ahead and just start moving his shit up out of the White House. Boy, boy, right. boy. Stunts and tricks. Stunts and tricks. We believe nothing that comes out of your mouth. But yeah, like so that's all that's going on there. Oh, and lastly, Kamala had a word for you all. She said, if you don't make $400,000, 
you ain't got to worry about the tax plan. Mm, 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 mm. STFU. And that's pretty much it for the trash. I've got nothing else for you all. <laughs> well, okay. You can go read the Shade Room. Did you know there is a Shade Room Teens? What? No. <laughs> Apparently the Shade Room has like spinoffs. I didn't know about the same room, which is like the inspirational subsidiary of the shade room. This is what I'm trying to tell you. But I didn't know that there was one for the children. There's like eight iterations of the shade room that are like under this umbrella now. How Mm. fascinating is that? How fascinating. Somebody told me I had to go take a look because, I, you know, I had to unfollow the the room of Hades long ago, but um yeah nigga they got like eight iterations. I mean I guess you making money so I'm not gonna be mad at you. But that's the trash today. We ain't got nothing. We it's a it's a holiday week. Kia and I are tired and we are just here. Oh Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> well, I think we have a shout out to get into. So shall we go over yes, there? Yes, please. My sister's popping right now. La, 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 la. So the shout out this week is a little unique it's a little different we got a email i got an email specifically oh my. um from a listener and i wanted to shout her out for taking the time out of her busy schedule to email me and let me know that i used uh dystopian in the wrong context and i meant to use um utopian and then She took the beautiful time out of her schedule to actually send me the definition through vocabulary.com. And so thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time out. I just want to shout you out, sis, for taking that time out of your busy, busy, busy schedule to make sure you let me know that I use that word wrong. Because, you know, we appreciate it. I mean, we are all here to help one another. Absolutely. 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 Remember when Joan was sitting with that? She said she used a word out of context on girlfriends and sat with it for like mad long and it came back and niggas didn't even know what she was talking about. (laughs) Did not know what what Joan was talking about. I said, this was really on sis's heart. She said, let me, let me, dear, hello, Jade. (laughs) So I want to shout you out. For, for, for doing that. I really appreciate that. I do. Um, but we have a fun kitchen table talk to get into. So I think we should do that. All right. right. Are right, you suffering right, from dark spots and blemishes? Is it preventing your glow up? Urban Skin Rx is an unparalleled line of clinical skin care for diverse skin tones, offering affordable and effective products for blemishes and dark spots. If you're struggling with maskne, and dark spots left behind by acne scars, Urban Skin RX has the best products to help improve your skin. Their products cater to all skin types, include high levels of active ingredients, and are formulated specifically for melanin-rich skin. Cult followers rave about the Acne and Blemish Control Mask, a dual-action treatment mask that fights acne, prevents future breakouts, and improves the appearance of dark spots left behind by acne. Blue in color, this mask can be used as a potent spot treatment for isolated breakouts or used as an all-over face mask treatment. It will help clarify the complexion and minimize blackheads as well as deep clean pores and exfoliate away dead skin cells. 
I have oily skin, which makes for larger pores. So the the mask is absolutely incredible. So I told you I had to travel last week. The climate was different. Came back wearing the mask, you know, all through the airport, on the plane, so forth and so on. I got a couple of breakouts, a couple hormonals also in the chin area. I used the acne blemish control mask as a spot treatment this weekend and it was everything. It got rid of all of my little my little marks, my little blemishes, my little breakouts that were happening. It minimized them, minimized the redness. It was incredible. Get 20% off today using code GROWN20 when you shop online at urbanskinrx.com. That's 20% off using code GROWN20 at urbanskinrx.com. Once you notice them, you see them everywhere, scattered on the sidewalks, streets, and parks. Dirty plastic floss picks, honey. Quip's new refillable floss pick fixes that by making on-the-go flossing simple and sustainable. You know, Quip, the electric toothbrush you hear about all the time, but it's their sleek, reusable floss pick you'll want to use next. The durable handle is easy to guide, restrains with a click, and comes with a compact mirrored dispensing case for on-the-go. Plus, a single refill pod replaces over 180 single-use plastic flossers, so it's better for your teeth and the environment. Not a pick person? Quip also has a refillable floss string that expands to clean. Pair your floss with the perfect electric toothbrush for adults and kids. Quip has the simple guiding features you need, like time sonic vibrations with guiding pulses to help you brush better. You can personalize your routine with over nine premium brush colors, plus anti-cavity toothpaste for every taste in mint and watermelon. Quip also delivers brush head, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months from $5. Shipping is free so you can save money and skip the store. Bring delight to your everyday brushing and join the over 5 million mouths brushing with Quip, starting at $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash grown right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash grown, spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash grown. Quip, better oral health made simple. 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 So as Jay mentioned... Um, earlier. Well, I don't know if you mentioned it. Maybe you mentioned it before we started recording. But either way, as many of you know, this past weekend, um, we all celebrated the 30-year anniversary of the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air um, with the reunion that aired on HBO Max that featured the original cast of the very popular show of the 90s that we all, you know, grew up to, came to know and love, kind of like, you know, transcending generations, you know, folks mm-hmm. at all ages come to love the show, have a great deal of respect for what was built over the six seasons of the show. Um, and I thought it was really interesting to see, um, so um, we all have been, uh, privy to the beef that existed between Will and the original Enviv, um mm-hmm. Janet Hubert and we all have known that she has taken to the interwebs <laughs> on many occasions yes. to mm-hmm. talk bad about Will and talk bad about Alfonso Ribeiro played Carlton and just kind of like drag you know the show um, 
all the rumors that she had been fired after season four. Um, and, you know, the fact that that reputation that she, I mean, I don't know if she want to say built, but like, you know, her firing kind of led, led to like the destroying, the destroying of her reputation. And subsequently we didn't hear much from her after she left mm-hmm, the show, mm-hmm. um, you know, despite her very successful career on Broadway prior to being cast as um, Aunt Viv. Um, mm-hmm. And one of the big parts of the reunion was this reconciliation that happened between Will and Janet H- Hubert. Um, and I asked Jade if we could talk about it because I thought it was really interesting to kind of see Will kind of navigate this um, and share it with us, you know, who, mm-hmm. who, you know, cause it was kind of like the unspoken elephant in the room. Like we all just had a new Aunt Viv in season five and it was never, it was never <laughs> talked about um, or discussed publicly until very recently. And so, um, you know, I thought it would be cool to kind of talk about forgiveness and reconciliation and, and all of that. And I told Jay earlier, you know, I, I learned later learned, I learned today that Will did a takeover of the Red Table Talk where he had unpacked the conversation between him and Janet Hubert with his therapist or psychologist. And they, again, just extended this conversation about, um, you know, what it means to kind of own up to and take responsibility for things that you have done um, and that that were hurtful to other people, whether or not you intended to hurt them. Um, I also thought it was interesting that um, Carlton or Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton, was noticeably absent um, when Janet Hubert returned and met with the other cast members. I later learned, I didn't even share this with you, sis, but after we spoke, I later learned mm-hmm. that he said that it was not intentional. He just wasn't available like that day. I guess they shot the thing over two days and he was only okay. available for one day. So that's why okay. he was not, he was not there. He said it was no, he was working and that's why he was not there. I guess he would have been there if he were available. He had to shoot America's Funniest Home Video. So he wasn't able to stay for the full duration of the reunion. Okay. Um, but Janet Huber actually was on some radio show um this weekend and someone asked her about it i saw this on entertainment tonight canada i think it was online somewhere Mm -hmm. um and they asked her about it and she she said he was working and it was no shade so she would hope that people would not make anything up but she did not let the moment pass without throwing a little shade at carlton uh, she was. She was like, you know, I heard he had to go and shoot America's Funniest Homes videos, which I haven't watched since he been hosting. But you know, that's why he wasn't there. So, so yo, she. You know, let me tell you how she did have. She she made sure dig. she put them little digs out. You there. know what I'm saying? It was just which, a slight, like, mm, it was a understandably. slight. I said what I said. Right. It was. It was a slight. Right. I said what I said without saying I said what I said. But either way. <laughs> I wanted us to just kind of unpack what happened, our reactions to it. Both Jade and I uh, yes. said that after watching the whole reunion, we found ourselves in an emotional place and didn't expect to be there. So I just thought it would be cool. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> to, for us to talk about it around the kitchen table, something, you know, like um, giving the Thanksgiving holiday and, and some of us interacting with hopefully safely, socially distant, but interacting may or may not be interacting with family, 
dealing with things, rekindling old situations. How do how might we engage people who have hurt us? Are we mm-hmm. are we ready to move forward and forgive? Are we still hurt? All those kinds of things. Um, but yeah, just just to kind of throw it to you, sis. Tell me what your initial reactions were to either the reunion or the or the red table talk because you know I mean I'll share how I felt but what was it like for you to watch Will and Darcy and Viv you know go go at it head to head? Well, okay, so <clears throat> um, she made it clear she wasn't fired. I want to make sure you know she made it clear mm-hmm. she was like I wasn't fired. I was given a shitty contract and I didn't I turned it down so let's be clear there my initial reactions in all honesty were um Will are you about to make this about yourself (laughs) I too that's what he surprised me he surprised me he did because it was it was looking like one thing but it 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 turned into something much better um so i really appreciated the fact first and foremost that in her hurt and in all of this she was very clear about why she felt the way that she felt because Mm -hmm. i find even with myself people i know we have a bad habit sometimes of saving face for the other person even if we're the ones who have been hurt Mm. and I thought it was really beautiful and powerful that she looked him right in his face and let him know the very reasons why she felt the way that she felt right right I thought very clearly communicated it and I was like absolutely okay I I'm can dig it. it. I think I think to me it demonstrated the dangerous like how or how dangerous silence can be. Yeah. Um yeah. you know because for me it was like neither of them uh neither of them had spoken after anything happened and for 27 years both had kind of reached their own conclusions about what was what the situation was and were wrong. Um, And, you know, had been kind of festering in this, in these feelings of betrayal and pain Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um, hurt Mm -hmm. and confusion and ego, you know, I've been sitting in all of that for almost 30 years and it, and maturity. Yeah, and the basis of it was like false information. It was both of them was just like, well, I didn't know that's how you felt, and I didn't know that's what would happen, and I didn't know this, and I didn't know that. Mm. Will Will mm. Will said he didn't know what contract she was offered. Um, Which he uh, he, is, he kind uh, of why would he? Right, but he assumed, you know, without information that she did not take the contract, you know, because she was being a diva, or you know, he was saying he felt he, like. Uh, he felt threatened by, you know, instead of empathizing or inquiring, he said he felt threatened. And she said that, you know, she she completely villainized him um, because mm-hmm. it was him who made the call when, in fact, he said he had no knowledge of what she was offered um, or any of that had nothing to do with the business of that. But she kind of blamed him. So I, I just thought it was fascinating how, you know, yes. we can all 
all of us, I mean, and I'm, I'm, a, I am I'm guilty of this and I'm also a victim of it. You know, people who don't speak, we, we haven't spoken for a long time. And because we don't speak and the communication is not there, we can go back and kind of make up a, a circumstance or a situation in our head and convince ourselves that it's the truth. And based, based mm -hmm. on that, we are just operating. Our feelings are based in this, in this false information. And if we would just be willing to like, like we'll say, you know, put ego aside, put self aside, because I, what I was drawn, like, like you, I was afraid that Will was going to make this about him, but I was awestruck by how much mm -hmm. he listened. I was like, this yeah. is grown folks business because Will sat there yes. with his mouth closed and listened to that woman for the majority of the, of their conversation. And I thought, I'm like, this is, this is what it means to be a grown up. And this is what, it what also the selflessness spoke to the, of, oh my of, no, no, no. I was just saying it spoke to this. I think, I, cause I think the more that I grow up, I'm learning that being in real relationship with people requires a level of selflessness that many of us are not, uh, trained or learn or like we, we're not taught how to be right. You have to come to, you have to, it's not in a lot of us to be that selfless. When you're really connected to someone, you have to be, you know, mm. you know, willing to listen to them and and mm. and willing to consider their perspectives we are not trained as human beings in an american culture to think about other people first we are we are self-consumed right. and self-obsessed mm. but i think real relationship requires selflessness in a way that mm. i think that will demonstrate it and i was just like this is good to me <laughs> So yes, like identifying and acknowledging ways in which we are contributing to making other people uncomfortable with our Absolutely. selfishness and our and, and being consumed with ourselves. Um, yes. And a lot of it with people is unintentional. Right. Look at Will. He said he was 21 years old and he didn't use that as an excuse. Right. And but I like I that mean, the therapist brought that up. Absolutely. It was perspective. It's context. So, it's <laughs> I don't have that. I don't when 21 years old, I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> I don't know how to. Right. Like <laughs> right. at 21, how many of us were, were, were misconstruing so many different things because we didn't understand what was going on and just basically living in our own bubble. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And I also appreciated the fact that she brought up um, the angry black woman trope and mm -hmm. how, mm -hmm. She's like, you know, it was presented this way, but in all honesty, I was A, trying to protect myself and B, in an awful situation. I'm yeah. pregnant. I'm in an abusive yeah. relationship, yeah. In an abusive marriage. You know what I'm saying? My fa her family, her family, not only was she uh, blackballed in the industry, essentially, her family kind of ousted her because they said that she gave their name a bad a bad name she gave she put them in a bad light which a mad like that's losing everything and that's opportunity and and an opportunity to take care of your family in a certain way she brought that up um and she's like i wasn't angry i was protecting myself and i was dealing with so many things and that's put off on so many of us as well and she gets it you know she she also spoke about the fact that she didn't even know she was going to get the part. She was grateful mm -hmm. to get the part. She was so happy to get the part because she didn't have that representation in the industry. Mm -hmm. She's like, I never saw a woman who looked like me in a role like this. So to to for them to do that to her and be able to treat her so disposable. 
And it also spoke to the evilness of the powers that be. Mm-hmm. Because, and I do see, I, I do feel like there's still a part of her that was kind of still blaming him for it. Um, but I was listening and reading in between those lines. I said, oh, it was them executives. Yeah. The nameless them executives. Who we don't even know who they are. Like the person who probably wrote up that deal that was horrible, right? Like mm. th- that had that crazy stipulation she was offered for season five she was only offered 10 weeks of production and she was not uh allowed to work anywhere Mm -hmm. else so it's like how do you expect a grown person to survive and be only able to work 10 weeks out of out of a year out of a season um and and literally prohibit them from getting income elsewhere like like that's just not that's not fair. So it was a terrible deal and nobody would have taken it. I mean, I can't think of a person in her shoes, um, you know, that would. But, you know, the person who mm-hmm. who who did that, we probably don't know who they are. But that's why I felt I have a greater respect for Will because he owned that, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't his decision. It wasn't something that he advised them to do, um, but they did it. And he was blamed for it by Janet Hubert. And even though he didn't do it, he was willing to apologize um, Mm -hmm. for, for, you know, he, he was willing to stand up and say, you know, I ain't had nothing to do with that, but it did hurt you. There were things that I could have done to protect you. And I failed to do that. Um, Mm -hmm. And I can't make any excuse for that. So I do apologize. So I really, really, I really think like, I was just very impressed with, um, what the whole thing, both the reunion where the mm-hmm. conversation happened and then the the red table talk where they kind of unpacked the conversation really added another layer because at, during that time they were able to kind of pause the conversation and Will with the therapist was able to really talk about, well, what was that? And, what, and we got a little bit more insight into what Will was dealing with, who he was, what his demons and struggles were what his limitations were, what his issues were, mm-hmm. um, and all the work that he's been doing on himself to kind of recover from those things. And I just thought it was really well done. It made me think about situations in my life where I'm, I've dealt with family members or friends or people who have hurt me. Um, and I have allowed distance and time to separate us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, mm-hmm. like, what would it what would it look like for me to try to to go back and have the conversation? And I had to really deal with whether or not I'm ready to do that. And in some cases, I think I am. And in some cases, I don't think I am. Like, I don't mm, know that's that uh, that's real, though. You know, I, I have to acknowledge where I am, like what level of readiness I have to be able to sit and put myself aside long enough to hear. Um and I want to say, oh, absolutely, I, I'll be down to do it. But the truth is, I don't know um, in certain situations if I'm ready to have that conversation. Um, what about you? Are there are there things that you think of? Yeah, it's fu- it's funny you brought that up because watching this and and having these conversations and really like thinking about this, it actually uh, immediately made me think about, I guess, somebody who had become a friend. Um, more recently in the past couple of years and you know a situation went completely awry and they pissed me off 
And they pissed me off so bad I wasn't ready to have that conversation because I felt like I was going to say really ugly things. Um, in all honesty, like I, I just, I wasn't ready. And it's not because I, I didn't want to be an adult or, you know, I didn't want to say that. I, I knew I was going to say very ugly things because I still feel the way that I feel. But now that that anger has dissipated, um, actually watching this brought that up and I'm going to contact that person and I'm going to be very pointed about why I cut them off and why I feel the way that I feel because that is valid but I do think that it is fair to communicate that to them so that they have a very clear understanding Um, and I think it's also well within my right sometimes you're not ready to have that conversation like he said sometimes you're not ready right then I was in so much irritation and anger at that point. I didn't even, I didn't want to talk to this person because I didn't want to say those ugly things to them. And I knew I would. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes we know we need to have those conversations, but we need to be ready to have them. You know, sometimes you've got to let those emotions kind of pass a little bit so that you can be very clear because they went 27 years with this rift and she was able to look him in his face and be very, very clear without anger and letting him know the ways in which she felt hurt and hurt by him, by will. When ultimately I know it was some old white man named Bill somewhere. (laughs) It was not Willard. It was some old white man named Bill who did all of this in all honesty and 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 will and will got thrown under the bus as a young black man in the industry and i'm not saying that he's without fault because he definitely owned those faults he is not without fault at all but that's another conversation for sure i think many of us have been the scapegoats for them i have been really honest about like even as the more i think about um this I even see like, I'm like, this is such a gift. Like, what a blessing. I'm thinking about all the people who I didn't get a chance to have that conversation with, or I know that I never will be able to sit down and tell them, listen, you hurt me this way. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. as a result of what you did, you know, these things happened in my life. Um, And I was just like, what a blessing to be able to sit down with the person who you thought was responsible for your pain and Mm -hmm. ask them why. Like that, I thought that's like, mm. that is such a gift. So many people don't get to know why. I don't get to know why. I I mean, and to no. be fully transparent, like I asked my daddy why, like when he came back into my life after my brother passed and that initial conversation. And I was like, you know, what, what is going on? Where have you been for these last 15 years? And why mm-hmm. were you gone so long? He was basically like, cause I was like, that's all he had to give me. He just, and he didn't have that's all they got. Exactly. But, you know, that I have I had to literally come to to grips with the fact that, like, you know, in his own raggedy way, this is the best answer he could he could muster at this time. He's I don't Mm. feel like he's capable um, of of, you know, facing the real why. And so this is what he has chosen to say. And that's all I'm going to get. Right. But what a gift that Janet was able to sit with Will, who had obviously done the work on himself to be able to take responsibility for um, the fact that she was hurt. 
whether or not they were directly a result of his actions. And I'm just like, wow, what an awesome gift. And I don't even know if she appreciated it, right? But it's like, that's a big deal, Janet Hubert. I don't know if you know that, but girl, that's huge. Like so many people don't get to say, um, say, you know, to their, to their, to whoever hurt them, this is, you know, this is how you hurt me and I want to know why and get an answer. <sighs> yeah. It was just really awesome. I was glad that they yeah. got to, to have that conversation. It made me think and reflect, which is always good. It pulled yes. up my emotions um, when I thought about, Oof. you know, just how much of, of a cultural impact the show had. Um, yeah. And it was just good to kind of see where everyone was, everyone's doing. Um, jazz surprisingly looked really good to me. I was like, look at Jazz. He did. I Come said, look at jazz. Chuck Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> my nigga. Go ahead, Jazz. And it was good to see little Nicky grown up still looking like himself. I mean, when I tell you he literally looks like that child with a goatee, <laughs> he oh, walked God. in and I was like, oh, shit. So precious. <laughs> like, like, he looks exactly the same head shape, same yes. everything. Yes. You know, and we all, I mean, if let's be frank here. Let's 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 just be frank. When Lil Nicky showed up to, to the Fresh Prince, we all said, why? <laughs> <laughs> well, because Janet Huber was pregnant Janet in real was life. Pregnant. Yes. So they had to write him into the show. I understand. It was just like, ah, ah, we really need this. But, but it was beautiful to see everybody come together. And like you said, I got emotional. Like, I literally had emotional moments. Um... I, I got a little emotional when Janet spoke about how hard her life got because I just I felt for her. Mm -hmm. I really did. I felt for her. Um, but it was beautiful to see her and Daphne. Is Daphne? Yes. Maxwell yes. Reed. Yes. Daphne Maxwell Reed. Yes. It was beautiful to see them actually meet. You know, there was rumors back in the day that they had a feud, you know, and these ladies had never even looked at each other in the face. Mm -hmm. These ladies had never even met each other. They're like one person, you know, got one person was no longer with the show and the next person got hired. Of course, they're going to create a narrative, but they never met. And so to see them both with Will and to see how I think it was the emotional reactions of the cast and to see how genuine those reactions were. Yes. And that they truly were, um, they had a lot of love among one another. And it was very apparent that they had a lot of love among one another. I think that's what really got me. And just the nostalgia, like sitting there and, and remembering these episodes. I watched the reunion and the Red Table Talk with Tristan. But as they were playing old clips and things like that, we're quoting them with them. We're like, mm -hmm. cannon to the left of them, cannon to the right of them. Like we are having a blast and to be able to do that. And then, you know, you had Karen who was talking about how she'll have people tell her how much they love the show and now how they're introducing it to their children. It's the same thing with us. We're like, yo, I can't wait to put Noah on the Fresh Prince. Like she's going to have a blast with the Fresh Prince. Mm -hmm. So just to see that that genuine connection and to be able to see them all come together in that moment where, you know, with James Avery, oh, that yes. was very, very emotional. And to see how much of an impact he had on all of them. It was just really, really beautiful. And um, I think we all just got a little bit of life watching that. I, you know, maybe I'm assuming, but I know I did. I am 
enjoyed it, and I haven't seen. Yeah, I didn't. I really don't have anything bad to say, honestly. Mm-mm. I was Mm-mm. glad that I watched it. I was glad that. I, it felt like the right time. We all needed this little, yeah, this little nudge of nostalgia right now. It just kind of like set the tone for what I hope to be, uh, you know, just like a a seamless end of the year and a seamless transition into a better situation in twenty twenty one. And I appreciated we we sp- we spoke about Will's accountability. But I appreciated the accountability from the from the perspective that he spoke about his I don't want brand, I hate using that word, but you know, being um about positivity and building people up and encouraging people. And we see that's really who he's become, right? He's yes. really like he is this person, he's living this. So to see him actually live this and make amends and reach out and try to do this in the correct way with a therapist and make sure, you know, they have the therapist as the mediator just in case and really take accountability and apologize and listen sure. to her. I thought that was really beautiful to see him t- actually put action to what it, he says he's about. And that's something that a lot of people don't do. So I thought that was really dope. Yes. It was lovely. And it was a good lesson and it was a good reminder from for myself. It was. Absolutely. Let us know if you guys checked it out. If you had thoughts, if there's something that we missed or something that resonated with you, something that you really enjoy, we would love to continue this conversation. Absolutely. But we just thought it would be cool to kind of unpack um, the reunion and what we thought about it. So yeah, that was our kitchen table. Hopefully it popped. It Hopefully it popped like this reunion special. <laughs> Let's get on to this little honesty box. What a year 2020 has been, child. Be ghetto. If the holiday season is feeling less like the cherry on top and more like the straw that broke the camel's back, honey, Sam Bello can help. Whether it's a stress, anxiety, depression, or just general, make this year stop. Sam Bello has the tools to help you feel better. Get teletherapy, coaching, self-care, peer support, step-by-step guided journeys, and more all in one app. Plus, your Sanvelo journey is customizable to you. Sanvelo checks in with how you're feeling so you can track your emotions and your progress over time and learn what works for you and what doesn't. You can think of Sanvelo as a place to feel better anywhere, anytime. Plus, it's covered by insurance for over 40 million Americans and growing. Get free premium access to all self-care content and a trained mental health coach for two weeks by visiting sanvelo.com slash grown. Get the support you deserve on your mental health journey. San Bello, a place to feel better. 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 Honestly. Truly. All right. So our honesty box is a smidge different this week because our listeners not looking for uh, advice. Oh, good. But I'm... But I thought it would be. (laughs) I still thought it would be lovely to read, given the time, given that this is Thanksgiving week and, you know, people are up in the air about whether or not they want to visit relatives, whether or not they want to go over to certain loved ones, homes or what have you. Um, And it's not a shame to anybody who is trying to do things the right way. If you and three of your niggas are all getting tested and quarantining hard body and decide to have a little Thanksgiving together, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. If you and 12 niggas of all varying boroughs decide to come together and you don't know what them other people have been doing, that's a hot spot. (laughs) But 
I wanted to read this email from this listener and we want to thank her as well. And we will tell you why in a moment. Hey, ladies, I just want to thank you so much for your podcast. I've been listening since the beginning and I love the messages that you share with us weekly. I want to specifically thank you for your last episode. I work as a nurse in a hospital, and while I don't work with COVID-19 patients on a regular basis at the moment, thank you for the extended petty peeve at the end of the last episode. Your last episode reminded me that I have to be thankful for my families and my health, the fact that I am employed and that my family is able to remain together. I commend you for imploring people to follow their state's guidelines regarding social distancing regarding COVID-19. This is not a game. It is very sad. And as a nurse, an American, and as a human being, the people cannot put their own personal needs aside to do what is right for the general public, especially our children, elderly, and the immunocompromised. Yeah. I don't know how many ways this can be said, but it's not a hoax, and people are dying daily. Tell your listeners to keep their asses inside and wear a mask that is covering their mouth and nose and social distance as much as possible. I know I'm preaching to the converted, but I cannot thank you enough for everything that you do for us as listeners to continue to spread the message of safety regarding COVID-19. I hope you ladies have a safe holiday season and for God to give you the strength to continue to do the good work that you do. Love you all. And that's from Grace. So Grace. I wanted to read Grace's email this week. And I know, you know, we, we do have our petty peeves and things. Grace is a nurse. Grace has a family. Grace don't need your black ass spreading nothing to her and her family. <laughs> and neither do all of the other graces throughout the world, especially here in ghetto ass America. So while you all are hopefully being very thankful and grateful this week and in general um, and contemplating how to maneuver during such a difficult time that I know none of us have really faced. And I know a lot of people are having a really, really hard time. And I want to make sure you all get your love. There's a lot of people who are by themselves and they're not having an easy time doing that. And we want to send you love over here getting grown. We know for it's sure. not easy, but we appreciate you for doing what you need to do to stay safe. So if we can just all really think about one another, okay, um, let's try to do that. Think about your loved ones. I know you want to see your grandma or your mom or your auntie, your cousins, but what is that going to do to everybody else? You know what I'm saying? So, and what's that going to do to you too? You don't know what them niggas been doing. <laughs> so Grace, thank you so much for, for writing in. Keep Grace safe and keep all of our Graces safe. And that's our honesty box this week. That's it. Thank you, Grace. We love you, Grace. We appreciate you. Sure. Let's get into our black people self-care. I deserve Oh, it's time for black people self-care. Indeed. And, you know, I had so many things that I did this week to just care for myself. You know, from COVID tests to <laughs> mountain visits. But what I wanted to talk about specifically this week is Thursday night when I took the lovely time to sit and watch the Jeezy versus Gucci. Go ahead. <laughs> uh Did you watch it? I watched bits and pieces. Mm. I was kind of in Niggas out, were choosing forth. violence that night. Okay. As I do most of the time. <laughs> and so... <laughs> 
but it's my black it's my black woman self-care because that's my that's that's our era that's when we were in the club that's what we were getting busy to not not busy like that but we were in the club we was having a good time we was partying to jeezy you know what i'm saying we was in our prime i seen somebody tweet that day and they was like how old were y'all if you was in the club in 2008 and i was like nigga grown paying rent in a car note (laughs) Because they were like, I was 10. I was like, so okay, what? well, this is clearly you not want, your Adala? era. So go listen to Lil Uzi Vert and get the like, fuck off girl, the computer. What do you want? Like, like what you want you me to do? pimples to pop, little nigga. <laughs> so, Stop being <laughs> irritating. Oh, my God. Like, whoever you, who are you, you little Dirk? Like, go listen to them niggas and get out of here then. Talking about how old were you? I was in the club, nigga. I was in the club, nigga. I was grown. I was going to work, nigga. I was fucking, nigga. I was grown. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, I was on like my second layoff. (laughs) Like I had a life, but that was a black woman's self care because I had a, a grand, grand time. And yes, it was entertaining. And yes, points were made and things. Let's just give you all a quick, if you don't know, let me just give you a quick nigga history real quick, okay? And where this beef stemmed from. Young Jeezy and Gucci, man. Young Jeezy put a hit out for Gucci, right? In a sense where he told niggas to snatch his chain. Now, snatching a nigga's chain, you already know <laughs> what else is going to be involved in that. And you know what type of nigga Gucci was. So you knew what you were doing when you did that, right? Now, this was 20 years ago. Yes, it was. But this is how the beef started. So that's what happened. Niggas went after. And then Gucci ended up getting one of Jeezy's niggas. And that's why he got up on that stage and gloated um, in that way that he did where we all sat there and had our mouths wide the fuck open <laughs> like what is happening right now why is this nigga playing mixtape tracks <laughs> he's oh like fuck a hit i am here <laughs> with an agenda <laughs> so the petty in me that night really got her life the the uh 20 something year old in me who was in the club really got her life that night and noah had never seen her parents in such a way as My she Lord. did that evening as we got our lives to young Jeezy and Gucci Mane. You know I'm a Gucci evangelist, but Jeezy, Jeezy's my nigga too, even though those those Jenny Mai jokes, <laughs> those Jenny Mai comments were taking your girl down. Somebody said Keisha K.O.R. in the back right now looking like a highlighter. Keisha K.O.R. in the back right now trying to sell Jenny Mai a waist trainer. So... Oh <laughs> But that's my black woman self-care. That is really what made me happy last week. What's yours? Well, that's awesome. And I think you deserve that. Thank you, sis. Let's see. Uh, my black And black woman self-care, what did I do? Oh, okay. This is a good one. Um, I have been really intentional about uh, talking to my grandma every day. I love that. She, you know, you know, just like most grandmas, is you know getting older um and having some challenges with her mobility and that's mm-hmm. messing with her because she's not as independent as she once was um and you know she was you know the executive administrator of everything and just kind of running everything around the house so for her to have to kind of 
you know, have to rely on other people to do things for her is a bit of a challenge personally. And so um, she's been kind of down in her spirits. And so I committed last week to talk to her every day because um, Mm. we both kind of, we both enjoy each other's, you know, just having that connection. Um, And my mom was saying like, you know, it really helps her mood when you talk to her. And I was like, I want you to know it helps my mood when I talk to her. Like I'm not just doing this in service to her, but I just maintaining that, that family connection has been clutch and and it's been really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, like Jay was talking about earlier, even in the honesty box segment, like I'm one of those people who is alone by force, right? This season, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen my family since Christmas of 2019. I haven't been able to travel at all to see any of my, of my family. And that has been tough, right? Because I'm usually Mm -hmm. down there, you know, two, three times a year um, to spend time with them. And, you know, it's just, you know, because of COVID, you know, we've made a decision that it's just best and safe for us to kind of just kind of you know, do do what we have to do Thanksgiving in hopes that we can figure something out maybe for Christmas or into the new year. But uh, for right now, we made a decision as a family for everyone to just kind of stay put um, so that no one will be taking a risk in traveling. Um, so, I mean, having that time with her on a daily basis has really been something that has fed me, fed me spiritually and kind of kept me going. Um, and I was intentional about maintaining that commitment to talk to her every week. And I think I'm going to try to keep it up because it has really made a difference. I love that. I, we have to, if, if you have the blessing and the privilege of having your, your grandparents, uh, great grandparents or, or figures like really that in is. your life. Yeah. Any figure in your life who's, who, who, you know, is in that kind of place we got to do better about making sure that we contact them and talk to them and really like spend time. It feeds their souls and it feeds ours. Yeah. I had a moment this week and I was talking about my grandma bursting into tears. I stopped and saw her on my way to Chicago last year. And as soon as I got to her apartment, I gave her a hug. I burst into tears. <laughs> like I love my grandma. And I, the older I get, the more I'm, I realize what a blessing and a privilege it is to, not only be raised with her, but to really like know her and be able to have that relationship. Um, and I call her, I try to send her food every, you know, every week and a half or so through Uber Eats. I'll just order her some dinner. She's a simple lady. She likes a little red lobster, <laughs> shit like that. She'd be Aww. like, um, can you, I just want some Fridays. Can you get me the, the shrimp pasta? You know I the love one. It. I love it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I absolutely love but it. But yeah, I love that. I love, I love that. And I love that that's feeding your soul. And that was your black woman self care. I think that's beautiful, sis. For sure. I think that's beautiful. Well, you know, again, we like to end on on negativity and chaos so it's time to head on over to those petty peeves and i want to be very responsible of the things i say to my sister because everybody know i can be real petty p-e to the t-t-y honey all right in the spirit of petty i have to say that uh my beef is with myself um and this goes out to all of you know my family my girls and guys and folks in the binary who are on our 40s side of our 30s. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) We are on the 40s side of our 30s. We are staring down the barrel of 40 and our bodies day by day by day by day are giving us indication, right? That the numbers are going up and not down. Am I right? Okay. 
Girl, and you ate too much garlic. <laughs> I mean, we just get all kinds of, of messages, right? And so yeah. I got a message, uh, you know, and I like, like I have been really trying very diligently, um, trying to be disciplined about, you know, staying fit, working out regularly. Um, and I you just, have. you know, not just about, and I'm, I, I think I'm growing in this because, and I don't want to, I just want to, you know, take a moment to acknowledge what I, what progress I'm seeing in myself because I don't often do that. But I'm realizing that this journey is less about being a certain size or a certain weight, mm. right? Because I mm-hmm. have I have long for a long time struggled around you know the way that my body is naturally, right? I've I've never really mm-hmm. been someone who has been who is you know just you know super skinny slim and trim i've always been a a taller girl with a larger frame um and you know i've got curves and the way that my body is just set up i'm not i'm not you know built to be 130 pounds that's just never been my testimony uh ever in my life (laughs) so so, um no me so it's taken me a long time to come to accept that for a long time i did a lot of unhealthy things trying to be 150 pounds um you know not eating right not eating often not eating at all uh cayenne pepper diet (laughs) um i have i have you know you know had unhealthy ideas around what you know working out i don't really enjoy it trying you know all these different things i put myself through but this time i was more focused on being healthy and you know um reaching various goals in my fitness not necessarily trying to get to another size um i mean i thought it would be nice kind i just want to look nice in my clothes right versus saying i want to be a certain weight Mm -hmm. um and I feel like I have held myself to that standard. And as such, I've been really diligent around conditioning my body to do different things, things I've not ever been able to do or haven't been able to do in a really long time. And so I've been training, um, you know, you know, even even in at Orange Theory, there's, November is marathon month. And so you can run a marathon cumulatively over all 30 days of November, or you can run a half marathon. So I signed up and we did a mile benchmark a couple months ago. I was really not pleased with my time, like how long it took me to run a mile. And so I, I asked my trainers um, and other staff there to help me to kind of get better about running and running faster, being able, being able to run for longer. And so this month, that's something I've been working on doing. And I've been doing well. I've seen progress in myself and so bad. And so Saturday's class, I took a class on Saturday, of course, socially distanced um, and clean and safe. But I took a class on Saturday and I thought that I did. I did really well. I literally ran like almost two miles during the treadmill block. And um, I ran the whole treadmill block. I was able to like run faster um, yes. than, I've, than I've run in the... Um, you know, because they have like your base pace, your push pace, and then your all out pace. I increased both my push and my all out and I didn't die. I didn't fall. And I just left the gym that day. I burned like over 600 calories. I left the gym that day feeling like an athlete. I was like, I beasted that. I did that. I'm out here. And then I woke up Saturday with a swollen ankle. And so my, <laughs> my body, you know, even in my own celebration, right? 
my body was like, girl, you had did that, but you maybe had did too much. Okay. I don't know what the adrenaline was doing, but you are not Jackie Jonah Kersey. You might want to like, you know, not be sprinting on the treadmill like you 22. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. And so right now I'm sitting here recording with Jay. My foot is in a chair and it is, it is surrounded by ice. a gallon of ice. And I'm just trying, you know, to wrap my brain around the fact that despite my efforts to be fit and strong, I'm sitting up here injured. Okay. And my petty peeve is that, you know, it's just whack to be getting old. You know what I'm saying? And maybe I'm <laughs> whack because I waited to get this old to try to get fit. And if I had got off my behind maybe 10 years ago and started running on the treadmill, oh. I wouldn't be sitting here with a gallon of ice on my ankle. Okay? Mm, mm, That's my mm, petty peeve. Mm. I'm upset with myself. I got an attitude with myself, even despite my efforts. But yeah, y'all pray for me as I try to because now I'm all upset. I went to the gym again today. I probably did too much. I probably should have done more low impact, but I'm still trying to, you know, limp along on the treadmill. <laughs> because <laughs> now I'm all stressed out so you know I've agreed to take you know a couple of days off this week and if I go back to the if I go back and work out I'm going to do low impact maybe I'll get on the elliptical in lieu of the treadmill or I'll ride a bike in lieu of the treadmill I'm still working on y'all pray for me I'm working on maybe getting a, a bike or something to have here at the house so for when things shut down as they need to amen I will, I will be able to kind of keep up with doing something to keep myself fit every day. And I think a bike is just, you know, I, I'm less likely to injure myself <laughs> on on a bike. So y'all pray for me, okay? Because I have a lot of things to buy, okay? But I'm working on trying to get that get that done. But yes, that's my pretty people today. I'm upset with myself because of age. Thank you. I'm upset. <laughs> Niggas coming up. My head is disrespect. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Shout out to your ankle. Shout out to um, my ankle with this big swollen up ass. <laughs> like, ah, it's a nigga on your leg. Um, <laughs> I, I was, was talking to the coach. He was week. like, he was like, yeah, your ankle does look a little puffy. I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> get out of here. It she looks a said, little puffy. She said the trainer man was like, he's like, you did so good. You went so hard. Maybe you should just ease up a little <laughs> bit. Like, I was like, Ty. He's like, maybe you just ease up just a little bit. Are you going to the gym tomorrow? Like, I'm so excited. I know, right? I'm Jesse Spano to the bull. Like, ah, ah, I'm running. That's what I was the goddamn chair. I am running. And my ankle is like, bitch, we not running yet. You got to calm down. My ankle is like, hold your Ooh. horses, sis. That but, is so honest. You know, you're God be praised. A lot of garlic this morning <laughs> and felt it all day. Ugh, I was disgusted. Me and Tristan were sitting up there like, oh, nigga, we need, we need a little baking soda and warm water. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's love. Um, my petty peeve this week is we, we, we back to the drivers. Hello. Oh, Welcome. Good job. Um, went up to the, to the mountains this weekend. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You know, it gets windy. It gets narrow. It gets dangerous and niggas like to zoom, zoom, and then you're driving and they want to be riding your ass while we're turning these twists and, and corners and shit. Mm. And let me explain to you how I'm literally not going to go any faster 
because you are riding my ass on these twists and these turns. You can go around me and smack your ass into a tree if you want to. As for me and my household, we're going to be going this smooth 23 and sometimes 13, depending upon how windy this shit is. And you can just go live your life somewhere. So I just I just for the for the people who like to ride people's tails. Let me explain to you how a nigga like me that is literally never going to impact the way that I drive. If anything, I'm gonna go slower. And that's my petty peeve this week. That's well, it. Real well, simple. Well. Real simple. Real simple. Oh, and again, to to just piggyback off of last week's, all you niggas who want to compound after the Jeezy Gucci verses, you better not the fuck be going to see your grandmas and your aunties and shit with your raggedy asses. Oh, my word. What a time. I mean, just what a time what a to time. be alive. I mean, Atlanta, shout mm. out to Atlanta. Atlanta Ish. is open. Atlanta is not closed. I no don't know child. what's happening. Never y'all... has been. What's a panty? Listen, <laughs> I mean, y'all turn what's blue and it's just like out here, like the COVID is just gone. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest yeah, of no. us is over here. Oh, help us God. Also, yes. I want you all to f- please explicitly understand that, yes, 2020 was the ultimate ghetto we completely understand this we are living it just because it hits 2021 doesn't mean y'all get to take the mask off shit don't change like it's not getting ready to magically go away continue to do the things you need to do because peaks are up okay peaks not valleys honey we are at peaks we are mountainous right now in numbers so please 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 Please, porfa. And that's another episode of Getting Grown. Yo, let me tell you about how this was a struggle for your girl. I'm so tired. Nigga, I'm tired, boots. That's another thing. Right now. Three and a half hours of sleep. Can't do that at a certain age. No, you can't. I I don't either because, girl, I don't know who you think you are because I just, what? That's dumb. I'm literally sitting on a cloud right now and I am not talking about the weed. I am like buzzing off of whatever the fuck this is. My word. But that's another episode of Getting Grown. Thank you all for listening per usual. Please uh, enjoy yourselves. You know, it's okay. If you're making a meal for one, two, three, that is just fine. You can have literally every fixing you want. Nigga, you can be making a meal for one. If you want to have eight sides, a turkey and a ham, that is your business. And I am rooting for you. (laughs) Me too. Because this is about to just be me and this Instapot. So what's up? You making these short ribs? What's up? I think so. I think I'm going to put them in the Instapot. I bought some from the store. I just need to figure out how to prepare them. But yes, I'm going to. Okay, we're going to talk offline. I'm going to help you prepare them. Okay, hopefully I don't ruin them, but I think they should be won't, good. You won't, you will not ruin them. Speak positivity. Absolutely. Me speaking positively. That's yeah. what <laughs> Thank you all. We're going to get off your, uh, your airwaves yes. at this time. Please tell the people what they need to do, sis. In addition to having a safe and socially distant holiday. Zoom, zoom, nigga. <laughs> I mean, all you want to do is in a Zoom, Zoom, Zoom and stay out your grandma's room, okay? That's what we need you to do. Stop shaking your rug. (laughs) (laughs) No Thanksgiving after parties, no Black Friday functions. 
Just stay your tails at home. Thank you so much. Okay. God bless your heart. But yes, that's what we need you to do. In addition to that, um, you know, uh, take care of yourselves and your loved ones. Think about somebody other than yourself. Um, Mm. take, take, take these L's on, on chin, like the rest of us and get some wins to down. Uh, and, um, yes. In addition to moisturizing your mind by minding your business and, uh, moisturizing, uh, your body by drinking your water, uh, and moisturizing your skin, uh, by, you know, coconut oils and, all of the all of the moisturizer that you have have in your home. Why sis? Because everybody who was at the compound caught COVID. Bye. Oh well. <laughs> Jesus, hot spot. Help us, God. <laughs> I hope not. Please, God, that's terrible. I hope not either, nigga. But yeah, goddamn. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Tis the season to be jolly. For who exactly? If the most wonderful time of the year actually feels like the most stressful, Semvelo can help. Semvelo has everything you need to manage stress and feel better all in one app, including teletherapy, coaching, self-care tools, and a community that gets it. Get free premium and coaching for two weeks by visiting sanvelo.com slash grown. Sanvelo, a place to feel better.